Hello and welcome to the Hole in My Heart podcast. It is episode 46, When Your Kid Comes Out. Yes. Hello. Welcome. Yeah, we're talking about when kids come forward to parents with something potentially a little scary or they feel shame about it. And I'm going to be talking about my own coming out journey, although I didn't call it that when I first shared with my dad. Um, And my dad is here. So I am going to introduce him first. We deferred the prayer, the pre-podcast yes. prayer. That's yes. usually Chaplain Steve's <laughs> role. You have a new name, by the way. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, but my dad, uh, Randy Heckman, is here. Welcome, Dad. Well, thank you. My privilege to join you. This is kind of fun, a little bit scary. I'm, I'm sure, and I'm sure even that sentence is already parents who are listening are like, sure. okay, we get it. We are, we're on your team. Yeah. Um, and I'm also here with my husband, Matt Krieg. Hello. And producer Steve, a.k.a. Greens. Chaplin Steve. I can't remember what I said you last said time. You said greetings. greetings. Oh, you can't see, recycle that's that just one. My, Salutations. That's my default. Okay. Hola, everyone. There you there go. There you go. That's a good one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and my name is Lori. And uh, my dad, he was a judge. So if you hear us drop the honorable sort of name, <laughs> he was a judge for 15 years and a lawyer. And as I was leaving work to record this, someone's like, what are you What are you going to be talking about? You could talk about cold fusion. You, have dabble, <laughs> you still work with cold nuclear fusion. Well, actually, low energy nuclear reactions. It's really not fusion. But oh. do you want to go down that rabbit trail? That's at, <laughs> scratch the title. Okay. When your kid yes. asks about low energy nuclear reactors, Lenner. Lenner, if you will. <laughs> That's nice. my license plate. It is. Uh oh. Now you're going to get all sorts of stock, Dad. Yep. Okay. But you are also, one of your many jobs is father of 12 children. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. It is. So for those of you who are new to season two, I am one of 12 children. I'm number nine. Uh, that's kind of how usually when we're introducing yeah, people we, to the we family. Yeah, we tattoo the number. <laughs> just Poor so number we can keep six. Them. Yeah, let's see. Got what it was, wrong I don't remember your name, times. but oh, yeah, six, there you go. Six, six. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I'm Sorry. kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> too far, too far. Yep. Okay, but I wanted to ask before we get into the question of the week, Dad, uh, I was thinking about this. What's one of your funniest memories of being dad of 12? Or like one of the most, you're like, that? That encapsulates being dad of 12. Well, there's a lot of uh, memories. Uh, some of them are not, at the moment, funny, but looking back on them, it's rather humorous. Remember the time that we were invited by Dr. James Dobson to oh, be yeah. interviewed on the radio? Focus there? on the family, man. Yep. Mm. And so this was it's when they were still in California. They put us up in four different hotel rooms. So they, we had kids you know, scattered did? here and there. Oh, yeah. I, I remember. Like yeah. watching Bozo on the okay. TV. I don't yeah, remember how many go. rooms. So we, uh, you know, we had to be there at 9 a.m. for the recording. Yeah. Right. So you know, I'm getting everyone fed, and we're going around, and we get to the headquarters, and I'm introducing our. I think we only had ten kids at the time. Just a measly Just a ten. Mere, mere ten. <laughs> get it. Together, and we get down yeah. to number eight, Scott. And I, he's not here. John, his slightly older brother, says, Dad, he's back at the hotel. He was watching cartoons. Of course. It was so embarrassing. Bozo. And so, of course, Jim Dobson on the air. You know, he's going along. Everything's polite. Finally, he turns the corner. He says, now, you're not exactly a perfect family, are you? And under my breath, I wanted to say, don't you 
volunteer go that way. <laughs> did he? Oh, he did. Oh, oh yes. Did. Uh, and so people remember from those programs one thing in particular that we had left a kid back at the hotel. Wow. So anyhow. I mean, we got it. We got to know we're getting that fifteen passenger van and on time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on, come on. <laughs> oh man. Well, speaking of dads, uh, we are going to follow up with our question of the week from last week, which was on fatherhood and specifically a lesson that our dads taught us or a spiritual father. And so what is something that you all, that, that your dad taught you that you still carry with you today? I, I remember one pretty distinctly. Um, I was in, I think, 12th grade. And my dad, I was always a really good student. And my dad was came up to me and he said, Matt, I really want you to get in trouble for talking one time. <laughs> really? Because you were like one the time. quiet kid. Because I was, I was the quiet kid that was like face down in the books, like not really paying attention to yeah. anyone. And he really wanted me to like actually, and not that I didn't have friends, but like to, to be a person who was like open to those around them. And so he, he really encouraged me, I guess, to get Aww. in trouble for talking in class at one point. And, and I did it one time. <laughs> you got in trouble? I, I got in trouble in class one time, and, oh. and it was it was a terrifying ordeal. <laughs> Not really, but but it was it. it was a good lesson. I, I feel like it made me a much more open and kind of available person rather than just focusing on whatever task is in front of me. That's great. Hmm. Uh, I, I guess I would say something I remember that my dad would say from time to time. I think he kind of knew I was not a great student and he kind of knew that I was easily discouraged. Like it didn't take much for me to kind of just like feel tempted to bail or quit, whatever. And uh, he would just say he would encourage me. He'd say, you're doing good. I can see, you know, and just keep on keeping on. That's mm-hmm. that's the thing I remember him saying mm-hmm. a lot. Just keep on keeping on. And so it was yeah. just that encouragement to stay with it and not give up so yeah that's great how about you dad yeah um not so much what he said he he was actually a man of few words toward me um i mean they not evil but just uh, it was more his example Hmm. my dad was very generous and kind and giving Hmm. and uh, i think i learned from that and also honest he was he had integrity in, in interacting with others. And I think that he, I learned from his example. Hmm. I love it. I could, you just made me think of a second thing that I want to talk about. <laughs> so one of the things that I always tell you, so a tradition in our family is on your birthday, uh, we, the other crew, the family, whoever's there says to the birthday person what they like about them. So I feel like I'm giving you dad a oh, gift. Oh, I uh, love it. But I say this one often, but one thing that you've really taught me is um, to never stop learning and growing. And I've just watched you even over this last decade, I'm going to cry, but just grow in humility. And here you are just over the 70 hump and you look so young but you I just to watch you over this last especially decade just to be like yep I'm still growing and learning and and even even in your humility your humble prayer before this this podcast of like God we want it to be about you it is such an example to me in my young 30s to be like okay there's still hope for me like because I just want to give up on myself sometimes like oh oh, oops I did it again as the sage Brittany says (laughs) (laughs) philosopher Um, and so I so appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing that I have, um, definitely 
gleaned from from you was teaching us how to go to the person when they wrong us Mm -hmm. and so being in an industry I don't know what to say but in this field that is so controversial and then people just attack each other a lot and I have so appreciated how you and mom taught us to go to the person who wronged us so instead of like putting it on blast in our mini population family (laughs) 14 of us but to go to the person and that has served me really well so Uh, appreciate it thank you yeah Yeah. of course that's biblical Matthew 18 absolutely but yeah but you took the biblical principle and made it practical so then I'm able to practice it now I'm I'm glad I didn't make a bet before this because I would have bet money that the thing you were going to say that your dad taught you was the celebrating in the midst of seasons of pain Mm. see there's you so. and mom taught us was whenever something bad would happen. I remember like job issues or stuff like that. And the one that comes to mind is we came back. We were in Colorado and uh, hiking, came back to our van and someone had broken in and mm. stolen all our cash. Oh, yeah. Out of my wallet that I, for some crazy reason, left in the van. Oh, no. <laughs> but we we decided, OK, let's bake a cake and let's let's thank God for the problem. Praise the Lord. It- it was almost like I would anticipate, like my my emotions would get excited when pain happened, like oh. some sort of masochist. We're going to go get pizza. No, yeah. it just meant, oh, we're going to have fun. We're not all going to just be sad. Yeah, wow. we'll be sad. But, oh, this means pizza. This means a cake. So we, we try and do that now. So, man, let's just build up my dad. But by the way, the insurance company totally sell, gave us all the money. They took they, they took my word for it and they, they gave us the whole cash back, Aww. which I totally did not expect at the time. Wow. What a gift! So now we're gonna we're gonna move to Goofball Island, which is a little pokey fun at my dad. What? By the way, though, how about that little jingle, huh? How about <gasps> that little Goofball Island thing? That is amazing, Steve. I'm sorry, well, I didn't acknowledge. No, I didn't okay. affirm you. The core need I that just, we talk about. I need to say something because the vehicle we take, I'm not quite sure how we're going to do that. Yeah, that's because the vehicle is a cheese wheel. Cheese wheel. Isn't it like a like a vehicle with four cheese wheels, or is it oh. a unicycle cheese wheel? I no, just it's picture just a you big, like strapped a big, to a, a big, big wheel of cheese okay. that you would carve into, oh, and wow. you're wheeling around. And your inside there is there's some kind of yeah. gyroscope mechanism yes. on the inside. No, so you're yes. running on top of it, kind oh. of like log rolling. Yes. So. <laughs> oh, okay, because it was Matt's idea, log rolling the cheese. Log rolling the cheese Absolutely. wheel down to Goofball Island. Yeah. Okay, so the game that we are playing today, and I'm very into these secret games. Everyone, again, is looking at me with, oh, my word, what are we playing? Okay, is called To Cheese or Not To Cheese. That is the question. So my dad loves Velveeta cheese, and he puts it infamously on all the things. <laughs> not limited, including, but not limited to, uh, cinnamon rolls and donuts and cookies. Is this accurate, Dad? Well, not so much cookies, but oh, you know, like a cracker okay. with jelly. Slow down, Lori. Cracker with jelly, putting cheese on top, just as as good as it gets. Is this a Dutch thing? One broccoli, you know, what? with cheese. Oh, that, yeah. I get that. cheese is fairly yeah. normal. Yeah. But you know what? You go to McDonald's, if I could say that on the air here. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm waiting. And for guess that. This what? Is and guess what? They put on their McGriddles. 
What? Jeez. Hello. <laughs> Where do they learn it from? <laughs> okay, so this is the game, and this may be very quick because we pretty much hit all the punchlines just now. Okay. 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 <laughs> I have in my notes Mick Griddle. I knew it was coming. See? I knew it was See? coming. See? Okay, so I am going to say a food item, and you're going to say cheese or not to cheese now we'll go around the room there are hmm. right or wrong answers this is oh. not an opinion is this so this is according to uh, the honorable randy no no oh, this, this is, is according like, to lori this is survey says this is surveys okay. not lori survey this yes. is survey says okay my my extensive <laughs> survey okay so nachos cheese or not to cheese Who's going first? Cheese. Oh. Actually, probably the definition of nachos. <laughs> yeah, it probably yeah. is. Nacho <laughs> cheese. Definitely yeah. cheese. It's not cheese. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Waffles with syrup and butter. Cheese or not to cheese? Nacho cheese. I'm going to say no for I, me. I can't join in. Oh, on that. it's That's... cheese, of course. Wrong. Wrong, Dad. <laughs> okay, next one. You ought to try it. <laughs> I, I have, have tried, tried it. it. We have both It is not pleasing it. to it the is... taste buds. Oh, okay. You, you don't know what you're missing. Glazed Krispy Kreme donut. Cheese oh. or not to cheese? Not to cheese. What? Okay, that's wow. right. Anyone I'm else? No, no cheese. No, no, no. It's got to be air. cinnamon. It's got to be yeah. cinnamon. What? Or bacon. Cinnamon donut? Cinnamon donut with cheese. Of oh, course. What? 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 Okay, okay, okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What <laughs> is the difference between a glazed donut that's, and a... What's a cinnamon donut? Well, you know, cinnamon swirl type thing. Heat it up a little oh. bit, put a little cheese on it. Oh, <laughs> no. It is as good as it gets. <laughs> My siblings, when they listen to this, are going to die. Okay, so inside family joke. Not sure this, this is going to land. So my dad makes waffles. And how he would call us to breakfast on Saturday mornings would be to go to the top of the stairs. And for some reason, what would you yell, Dad? Abba dabba 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 waffles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't and know where that came from. Was it like really yabba dabba do? I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> it be, just became something. And that then, was kind of funny. But we, like Pavlov's dog, would hear that dabba dabba, those sweet, buttery, dulcet sounds from my dad. And we would come from the corners and you'd feel the house shake as we move up the stairs and do the. How big was that table? Oh, it was eight foot diameter round table with a lazy Susan built into it. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had to buy a business table, like for conference, conference rooms. Table, yeah. <laughs> okay. Cookies of any variety, cheese or not to cheese? Not to None? cheese. None? I feel like not I've seen, cheese. oh, you just put jelly on it. I make chocolate chip cookies and you're like, you know what this needs? No, no, not chocolate jelly. chip. No, what? no. If, like, like almond or like windmill cookies with, with jelly. Is this just Dutch? Is this just come from your Dutch No, cheese? and I don't put cheese on windmill cookies, but but uh, grape jelly is pretty good on them, to be honest. Whoa, with you. I grape jelly. I would try that. System. I would try that. Thank you. What? Really? Yeah. I'd try it. I guess. Okay. Chocolate shake. Cheese. <laughs> cheese? <laughs> Not no, no cheese. No, 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 no. Correct. Jelly sandwiches. 
Cheese and jelly sandwich. Could be, yeah. Okay, I have to confess, I actually eat that. Sometimes I get a little nostalgic for home, and then I, <laughs> Matt, don't look at me. I am ashamed. <laughs> Bread. I'm appalled. Strawberry oh, jelly and mozzarella cheese. Come on, Dad, yeah? Oh, mozzarella. Yeah. yeah. That'd be good. That'd I really work. need to see your file system in your head of like, mm, yeah, that's it. No, nope, not that, because you have very hard and fast I'd be rules. more into cheddar. Actually, American cheese actually works for me pretty American well. American equal sign, like, craft slices that's yeah, not really yep, cheese yep that has a little plastic on it i mean I love those, things. those are cheese <laughs> cheese product cheese product yes that's it. Yeah. cheesy byproduct that's right. yeah absolutely watermelon no 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 you're no. right we were trying to think of the grossest things that <laughs> yeah. go to cheese. melted up with salsa and chips well, of course. yes yes Duh. red wine in a blender <laughs> wow I don't think so I mean I know cheese and wine go together but not in a blender no. see you can just expedite the whole thing right there like Ugh. instead of taking your time getting the cheese and the wine you just blend Boom. it all together I mean it's in the stomach that's right yeah, oh, that's boy. true that's oh, true alright are you guys macaroni and cheese well duh yeah yes. only homemade but Velveeta or the sugary shaky packet well, if Neither. you do both, it's kind of nice, but... Both? Wow. Your oh, yeah. arteries. It's extra. Nice. Extra it's cheese. Good. And some good creamy milk in there. And, mm. and you put tuna in it, too. It's sometimes oh. kind of good. Oh, yeah. Mm. I remember them having flashbacks, tuna. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, this... Yeah, no thank you. <laughs> ...was an adventure down yes. Cheese Lane. Wow. <laughs> All right. Now, here we go. To the heart of the matter. Now, my dad mentioned some discomfort with this conversation of this whole first coming out process of mine. And this is such a sensitive, tender area. And we often have parents come to us and be like, oh, my kid came out. We don't know what to do. And I love those follow up conversations. But I, I just wanted to just talk about how that go. What did we learn from it? What was good? What was what could we have done better? And, and that's not just on your part. That's on my part. Things that I'm like, oh, I wish I hadn't have done that. Um, so per usual with the Hole in My Heart podcast and everything we do, we, we try and go first when it comes to authenticity um, as much as we feel comfortable. So I'm dad, thank you for coming here sure, and for talking through some of this. And yeah. I hope it really is a benefit to those who listen. So yeah, that's my prayer. Yes. So we ask this question of everyone who comes because the purpose of our podcast is to talk about how the gospel is good news for everybody every day. So this question is, Dad, how is the gospel first good news for you and how is it still? That's a, a little bit challenging to answer because I, I can't talk with absolute precision. I was raised in the church. Mm -hmm. Uh, in the Grand Rapids area and went to Christian school, catechism, church twice on Sunday. Mm. And Wednesday night, was that a thing? No, no, we didn't really have a Wednesday night thing, but we did have a catechism thing that was mm. after school one okay. night, uh, one day a week. So I heard a lot. I had a lot in my brain, but it wasn't a lot in my heart. Mm. And then the, by God's providence, our family moved to Illinois, Wheaton, mm. Illinois, and I went to a school called Wheaton Academy, which is a, a good a Christian school. But then every day I heard very clearly how I can personally know Christ as my Savior and that he has a plan for my life. And mm. I'd never heard that before. Mm. And so I thought, are you kidding me? In fact, I remember doing the math at age 15 or so. If I live to be 70, from zero to 70 is like 25,000 days. And it, looked, it sounded like, are you kidding? That's it? 
How can I make sure my life counts? Lord, if you think my life counted, it counted. I want my, I want my life to count. So mm-hmm. I gave my life very purposefully to him mm-hmm. at that age. And that's when it got exciting. He started leading me and guiding me. And it's it's been a, a wonderful time. I've been far from perfect, but he has guided uh, through through life. And, and so that's where it became joyful. It continues to be a joy to be in his presence. That's as sweet as it gets, just to be with him mm-hmm. and just to be, you know, just to know his heart. He loves us so much. Mm-hmm. And so that that's that's what how I'd answer that. Thank you, Dad. Yeah. And I love just the emotion I see on your face. And that's like, I, I believe that's something else you passed on to me is just when I talk about Jesus, I can't help but cry because I've met him and you've been hugely instrumental in that and and even in in your response to me with places of like deepest shame and pain and so I remember dad it was I believe a Saturday afternoon and I had just been wrestling with oh my word what are these attractions to my same gender and um it was kind of just like awoken in me as a relationship came forward I had felt it throughout my life and then it was just like (gasps) and I was so terrified of my own self and felt a lot of shame and self-hatred and I just remember saying two things like one I will not tell my parents (laughs) and two I will not uh, tell this person who I'm attracted to and so that first one I just was like trying to keep it together trying to keep it together and then I remember you were in your room you're reading the paper on your bed and you have this big armchair in your room and I was like I couldn't hold it in anymore I must just be a terrible secret keeper uh well or of my own stuff and so I go in the room and I just flump down and I like couldn't even look you in the eye and I was like dad I have to tell you something and I just was like um I don't even remember. I like probably blanked out on some of it, but I was like, oh, so I feel this like attraction to the same gender. And uh, and I just like hardly could look up at your eyes and I could just see you didn't like flinch like you didn't freak out. You're like, okay, but what if I just pause that scene a minute? What were you thinking? I can't remember that, to be very honest with you. You can't remember that moment. I can't remember that moment. Well, you prayed with me. I just remember it might have been just so like, so if you think back though, so you have kids and I think it's okay to say that who have wrestled with pornography. Oh, sure. And that's, you know, no secret. And if that is like a, I don't know, what would that be if 10 is like, oh my word, this is so intense and Mm -hmm. terrible. Yep. And pornography, you know, I don't know where it would fall in there. Like, how would this compare to that? Well, to me, everybody struggles with with their flesh. Hello. I mean, we dads, you know, as we raise sons, Mm -hmm. especially. I mean, but, you know, women are caught up in pornography. Mm -hmm. And and, uh, Mm -hmm. our world is, you know, there's a lot of allure out there. Yeah. And just to be real... um, in fact, I say every male that I mean, I that's where yeah. I, I am. I yeah. say every male is struggling with the whole issue of pornography. Yeah. The question is whether you're on the winning side or not so much the winning side. Mm. So, I mean, to me, it would be a different category, obviously, to struggle with same sex attraction. Mm-hmm. And it would be something I wouldn't quite know how to handle or respond to. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that would be more challenging. Mm-hmm. In your own life, you're saying. If that yeah, was, or in, 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 a, in a child's mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. But to, to categorize it, you know, on a scale of one to ten being worse, it'd be more confusing to me. Yeah. 
uh, it's, not, it's not something I can identify with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that would make it harder from that standpoint. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be harder for me to get into the shoes of a, a daughter or a son mm-hmm. that's struggling with that mm-hmm. to be as much help, it feels like. That's how it feels. Yeah. Well, what I appreciated is even in that conversation, which those conversations are so critical, and I'll post some links online just like what to do sure. when your kid comes out. But, yeah. Um, and the biggest thing, guys, just so you know, who are listening, just thank them. I don't see you any differently. I love you 100%. Yep. And, and just like, hey, how, how can I be there for you? Assess any danger. You know, is there self-hatred? Is there bullying? Yep. And, and again, I'll post some of this. But, Dad, I remember you just like because and it's funny, like don't even remember that intense scene for me. But you like for it was because you were like, man, yeah, we all struggle with stuff, don't we? Mm-hmm. It was so almost boring to you and that's in in a good way we talk about that like struggle is struggle Mm -hmm. and then I remember you just saying like you know sometimes even talking about it can help and then you prayed with me Um, but that tension that you're talking about too like just not knowing what to do Mm -hmm. essentially with me I did feel that Mm -hmm. and in full disclosure which isn't a disclosure to anyone is there was such a lack of resources back there like you didn't know what to read. Was there like a no? I mean, that's why I, was, I was felt blindsided. No, I, yeah. I, How could you know? And again, you're you're our ninth born. I had not encountered that yet with your older <laughs> yeah. sisters or brothers yeah. or whatever. And so, it's just like, ooh, now yeah. what? So what do you wish in that moment you had maybe done differently? Well, pursued it more, conversation more, learned yeah. more, yeah. P- get more into your shoes to to yeah. feel what are you feeling. And then it would be nice to know, okay, now who can we recommend you might talk to about this? And and fortunately, you did find someone to talk through. Yeah, I do, in my own self, like I wish that... You know, I, I didn't know. I didn't know how to, like, talk to mom about this. I wish I had been, like, more open with yeah. you guys. But, again, it was just this murky yes. place. And so I went to – I tried to find resources on the Internet. And then – so after we prayed, you and I prayed, Dad, because I remember you just like, God, just help, whatever this is. And I was so on board. Like, I was like, yeah, it's going to be gone. And it helped for, like, 30 seconds, um, that prayer mm. did. And then it was just like, well, it's still here. Now what? And I, the shame kind of descended and, um, I just remember being like, I can't really talk to you anymore about the grit of it, which I think maybe was scary to pursue and scary for me to share. Mm -hmm. But there were many conversations over that next year. I really started living a double life. Um, but I remember dad, we went out for breakfast a lot and I remember crying over (laughs) cheese on a Waffle, just kidding. <laughs> I don't know what I ate, probably pancakes of some sort. But I just remember what you did so well then um, was just listen and cry with me and you didn't try and fix it. And I remember in the truth speaking I did do, you were never, your face never showed a gasping and you never um, freaked out. And that helped me to feel, even though there's a lot of me I was hiding, there's a lot of me mm-hmm. that was like double, I didn't feel like I could. Sure, sure. The, what I did share, you didn't react strongly mm-hmm. to. And I've heard of parents and I've, you know, that, that they do react or they tell their kid they wish they had cancer or they mm-hmm. were dead or no, were never born. No, and, that's, yeah. No, you, I mean, what is love? I mean, 
God gives you love for your kids. And yeah. uh, which tell me which of your kids is perfect. Tell me which of you, you know, mom and dad is perfect. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. We we do need grace and we need to extend grace. And uh, um, so, yeah, I mean, again, I was a juvenile court judge for 15 years and I did hear a lot of stuff. So. I, I maybe am, am slower to react to things that are somewhat shocking. But mm. when you love somebody, what, is, what does love actually mean? I mean, mm. love means that you accept their heart mm. and you care for them. And our biggest weapon as a parent are not our words, not our instructions. It's, it's our example is, is stronger than our words, actually, number one. But number two are our prayers. Yeah. Mm. And God loves our kids more than we do. He died for them. Jesus died for our kids. And he has all the power at work. Mm -hmm. And prayer unleashes that power. And so keep praying. Keep loving. That's what I say to to moms and dads. I mean, you can't fix your spouse. You you can't even fix yourself to a great degree. You need to get God's power in your own life. But God can do incredible things. Yeah. Don't quit praying mm. and praying for yourself to show love. And, and, and that's why I'm so proud of you. <laughs> you went to Jesus as a result of these prayers and this attitude, the, the atmosphere that, that was around you. And he met you. Yeah, he did. And you took that grace. Mm. And we are so proud of you and Matt. And, of course, those two grandkids are especially important. <laughs> but um, so I mean, they're incredible. <laughs> but, I mean, just so proud of you to, to be full of grace and truth as you extend to others. Thanks, Dad. And our prayer is that you don't take those burdens either. I mean, yeah. You know what I'm saying. It would be easy for you to do that. Yeah. Just keep it lightly yoked. God's the one that's got to change everyone that's in need. So, mm-hmm. anyhow, I'm preaching now. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> I, no, but I, I receive it, and I'm, like, trying to recover in my own yeah. self can, as can we I, both have tears. Please, can counselor. I inter- well, not even interject, but, um, you know, so— Randy, you said that, you know, at first you, I mean, this wasn't a, a thing where you, you don't have like this, like seared into your mind and memory no, of I don't. when this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you do have a lot of kids and a lot of them that come to you. Right. Mm-hmm. And when one of your children comes to you, mm-hmm. whether it's Lori, whether it's any of your other sure. kids, what do they need? What do they want from you? Why are they coming to you in particular? I don't know. They think that's a great question. I would imagine they, they, they want dad's acceptance, approval, love, heart. Um, you know, there's a proverb even that, that says that the, the glory of a child is their father. And the glory of a man is his grandchildren, which is kind of interesting, isn't it? <laughs> um, so, I mean, everyone seems to want dad's approval. I mean, dad, in a way, at least humanly speaking, is a picture of God. I mean, for better or for worse. Representative. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. And so that's a big responsibility mm-hmm. for a dad because we, we certainly don't, any one of us does not do it perfectly. But we also, they want reality. So that when, when, not if, but when we blow it as a dad, when I lose mm-hmm. my temper, when I don't keep a promise and so on. To, to be real and to say the three hardest words in the English language, 
I was wrong. Preach. Mm -hmm. Would you please forgive me? Not just sorry, mm -hmm. I was wrong. Mm -hmm. And to be real, dads can somehow think, you know, boy, if I'm real with my kids, uh, you know, and if I really get down to their level and apologize, they'll never respect me again because we, we men want respect. But the reality is that our kids will respect us even more, I yep. believe. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I'm answering the question as well as I could, but maybe you can think some other thoughts of well, what you want from dads. I mean, and hearing Lori's story, and I've heard it before, obviously, but just when you say you made this kind of pact to yourself, like, I will never, never tell my parents, mm. yet at some point your your dad was one of the first people that you came out to, and mm -hmm. I don't know where in the timeline it was as far as you know, between yeah. peer friends and, and everything. But there, there was a piece of you that longed, that, that went to your dad for, for some reason, even if it was a subconscious thing. And, and I think that a lot of times what, at least with the people that I work with, what I see is, yeah, they want not necessarily the answer, no, but they want the presence mm -hmm. of their parents. That's good. And I, I think I knew in you, dad, that you wouldn't flinch. I think I was terrified of that. And in my shame state, I could make you into mm -hmm. this monster in my mind that sure. would just reject me. And some parents can go there and they're not monsters, but they can act monstrously. Sure. But I think I knew that you knew you were broken too. And that was really powerful. So I do want to say a few practical things for parents, like when your kid comes out to you. And these are things that I say to every parent is, you know, love your kid where they're at. Dad, this radical acceptance that you're saying is just beautiful because you're not saying, oh, like there's nothing. People get so scared of sinning. Like I'm affirming sin. You're like, no, you're loving your kid, period. Just like swallow them up with love. That's what Jesus does for us while we're yet sinners. That's so right. no matter what type of sin, he just accepts. He right. accepts you where you're yeah. at and I'm going to die for your sin. Yeah. So parents just to, in those first initial stages, accept you where you're at. How can I love and care for you? Assess that safety. Um, but no, too, this isn't the end of the world. Like I love how almost boring it was to you, dad. And a lot of parents, it's like, ah, my hair's on fire. And um, I get it. I understand because it is so foreign. Like you named so beautifully. Like this isn't, I don't understand this. But I love how you too, Dad, noticed that we all have a natural, because of the fall, tendency to get our heart needs met in ways that don't satisfy us and don't glorify God. And that never quits. I mean, that goes on. Yeah. No matter what your age is, that, that Satan you know, puts the lure out there and it's never enough. Never yeah. enough. Only Christ is enough. Yeah. That's and there it. is that... Mm -hmm. In fact, you might even think of starting your ministry called it Hole in My Heart. I have heard that phrase. Yeah. <laughs> I think it could be catchy. It, it could be because they're real. That's it's, it's profound, though. It is absolutely Aww. profound that we have a hole in our heart that only Christ can fill. Yeah. And we need to learn that sometimes daily again. Uh, it's it's frustrating that we don't stay put, but yeah. it's it's true. Yeah. And then just as you're walking with your kid, like keep checking in with them. That second conversation is just as important as the first. Sure. And like, how's it? Hey, that must have been tough. How are you feeling? Yeah. Like that must that was really brave yeah. and not to obsess with it, but also radio silence. Both are really painful. Mm. 
just knowing it's not your job to change us. It's your job to love us and let the Holy Spirit do his work. I still love that Bob Goff comment about how a lot of us are trying to save baby Jesus, but I've read Revelation and I've, I see he's out of the crib. And so we keep trying to go, oh, we got to protect baby Jesus, but he's, he's, he's out. Um, and then just care for their heart. So what kept me in relationship to you, dad, no matter how far away I was, was you just kept pursuing me and kept eating those Velveeta waffles. <laughs> so, Dad, um, how did we get back on track relationally? Like you mentioned this, that I got, you know, I started seeing someone and that was, I'm so thankful for my mom who mm-hmm. like pointed me to Carolyn, who yeah. is my Jedi master. Sorry, I should stop saying that. People are going to really think I'm like a Jedi. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not real, guys. <laughs> Matt just got offended. I didn't get offended. Okay. <laughs> um. But it was really important. How did you surrender me to other people to come alongside me? Like, I see parents sometimes be like, no, I have to be the answer for my kid. How did you not do that? Well, I mean, you got to just agree that you are not competent to figure this thing out. You can't change somebody else. Um, Again, Book of Proverbs is great. You know, get many counselors. We get many people to help. I mean... We need we need the body of Christ at work here. Yeah, I mean to me that's just that's a, an obvious thing. We, we don't have to be the savior of our kids. There's already been one called Jesus, and he works through a variety of people. Boom, there it is. Mm-hmm. And the research shows it. We've talked about this before. The sticky faith research: how you need five Christian mentors in your kid's life so that they can that they'll stay essentially in the faith if they watch it mapped out really? in several ways. I've never yeah. heard that oh, I'll send statistic. You a link. Well, yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. But it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It does. So dad, as you know, I've mentioned being in a, in conversations that are tough and all of us are in them. If you're in 2018, you're in tough situations where you may be close to someone and you disagree about politics or this God's design for marriage, et cetera, et cetera. And so Dad, I know you are involved now, among all the other things, in, in this, uh, this pursuit of revival, really just this pursuit of surrendering mm. Grand Rapids and our nation to God. Uh, and you're involved in this City Fest, this Luis Palau thing. So as I am engaging these tough conversations, more and more I'm like, maybe my dad's right about this prayer thing. <laughs> because you keep saying, guys, we got to pray. That's the, that's the place we got to go. So I'm going to swing it over to you, Dad. What what do we need now in yeah. this, With whether we're walking with our kids in pain, whether we are in these tough conversations? Yeah. What's the world need? Right, right. We do. We need another great spiritual awakening, such as America's had two or two and a half times in its history. Hmm. I mean, I used to think that America was pretty much a Christian nation until about 1960. Yeah, right. Reality, far from it. Late 1700s, a woman was not safe to walk the streets of our larger cities at night. Yikes. Uh, Alcoholism was was rampant. There was lots of problems in our country. There was the talk of of national bankruptcy and... Hmm. and, uh, the church was dying. In fact, people projected that the church would be dead in another 20, 30 years. I mean, it was a crazy time in our country. Mm-hmm. There was the French Revolution was going on in, in France, and those thoughts were coming to this country. They took a poll at Harvard University in the late 1700s. Remember Harvard was formed to train pastors? Uh, I don't remember that, but I'm going to say <laughs> yes, I do. 
they took a poll. They said, how many of you guys are Christians here at Harvard? Zero. Wow. Not one. There were two at Yale. Anyhow, that's how, <laughs> that's how pathetic, though, the situation was. And then Rachel people began to pray. People began to pray. And uh, someone, to quote someone um, uh, that studied these things, he said, there's never been a spiritual awakening in any country or locality that did not begin in united prayer. So, I mean, I've been involved in government, I've been a judge, and I've worked in government, I've worked around government. Government's not the answer. Government is a reflection of culture. Culture is a reflection of the health of the church. The big problem in America today is self-centeredness. Yes. Me living for me, 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 me. And that's in the church, too. That's in Mm. me, too. Mm. Okay. So do you pass a law to get rid of selfishness? I don't think so, right? We need heart change. And so revival, spiritual awakenings have profoundly, I mean, the Second Great Awakening started in the early 1800s, and within just a few years, the modern missions movement was formed, and so many other things happened. And we've seen that repeated two and a half times in, in our history. And we're praying for another great one to happen. We have 400-plus churches working together in West Michigan right now. And uh, wow. we are praying that, that that will continue even after the City Fest thing, which is early September. I will post links to this City Fest thing that is in Grand Rapids. And for those of you who are not in the West Michigan area, I just love that. I'm just like, there's times I'm sure you all feel like we do, where you're just desperate as you're reading your Facebook feed or whatever, talking to someone. You're like, ugh, we need something else. And we do in that thing is not something else it's just our savior we need jesus we need jesus it's a simple powerful gospel so dad i would love for you to close our podcast with just a word of like prayer and commissioning and maybe just specifically prayer over parents and kids that'd be my my privilege thanks lord just thanks for this time that we've been able to talk we don't have all the answers but you do and we can turn to you you said if anyone lacks wisdom ask god who loves to give? we got to ask in faith. So I pray for every mom and dad out there who has a child that is struggling sexually, um, maybe pornography and maybe uh, just relationships with the opposite sex, but it may be uh, same-sex uh, attractions and relationships or whatever it is, Lord, and they're struggling. These kids are, and the parents are just don't know what to do. But you do know. You love those kids, and you love those parents. You alone, Lord Jesus Christ, have the answer. Mm-hmm. So I just pray that I just pray you to lay a hand on those families, God, that you'd bring healing to those families, that you'd bring them to the, the counseling, the, the the information and, and again Matt and Lori have, have that sort of information through their ministries that, that they operate and, and there's others Lord across the country and they're growing and we pray they'd continue to grow mm-hmm. Lord you are the answer and so I just pray for your your blessing uh, the Holy Spirit to speak the word of God to speak full of grace and truth and that, that as a result God that, that we would see families, individuals turning back to you wholeheartedly, and that this revival and spiritual awakening that we're praying for would happen, that it would be ignited all over this country. There'd be a major move back to you, Lord. Again, it's not going to be perfect this side of eternity, but it can get a lot better, and there can be so much more unity and joy and love, Lord, as you begin to reign again in individual lives, in families, in marriages, in churches, in cities, in states, and in our nation and in our world. And that's our prayer, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing and you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Isn't my dad awesome? <laughs>
And it's really the spirit in you. So yeah. thank you, Dad. Praise thank him. you so much. All credit much. to God. So our question of the week for next week, we are talking with Wesley Hill, Lord willing. Um, how do you recover when you've been kicked by the world? Where do you go? If you've been like, oh, this was a really rough day. Like, if, and maybe it's like in health, I go here. When I'm not doing so great, I just Netflix and Los Cheeps. Actually, sometimes that's the healthy answer for us is Netflix and chips. So um, that's the question. So you guys, thank you. If this podcast means something to you, which we know it means something to many of you. So thank you for listening. I would just ask, would you consider supporting Hole in My Heart Ministries? We are going to send you a gift if you do any new gift of $20 or more a month. Um, and you go to himhministries.com slash partner. We will send you a snazzy bracelet that I wear every day. And it has gospel addict stamped on it. And so what's a gospel addict? What does that mean? It's someone who knows their desperate daily need for a savior. And what is that gospel? It is I'm more sinful than I believe and more loved than I can imagine. All fall short, all are loved. So 20 bucks a month. You can go do it on PayPal. We'll send you, I will send you this <laughs> bracelet, a gospel addict, someone who knows their desperate daily need for a savior. So dad, just thank you for making Jesus look awesome. Uh, Steve and Matt and me for all of us here at the whole in my heart podcast. We will see you next week. with the Honorable Randall John so Heckman. <laughs> Hello, my name is the Honorable, and when my daughter told me the terrible news... Uh... Check, check, check. Okay. Yes. Okay.